0: Welcome back to G-Quad Sparks Talk. We have a jam-packed show for you guys, so let's get it right off. Starting off with Simone Biles. Uh, Earlier this week, Simone Biles withdrew from the team um, citing mental health reasons. And earlier today, she also withdrew from the floor final for the same reasons. Uh, Yushan, Nathan and I had 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 some talks about this earlier in the week. Um, So we'll start with Yushan. Yushan, your thoughts on uh, Simone Biles, um, you know, pulling off from from these competitions as well as uh, mental health um, in general in terms of athletes.
1: Well like I mean with Simone Biles we know that she's one of the you know best Olympians of all time respectively in her sport you know in Rio 2016 she had a fantastic performance and you know going into the event many people you know considered her to be the goat of what she does and I you know rightfully so but um you know unfortunately she you know lately she hasn't been performing to the best of her ability and you know that's been really upsetting her she's a very um what she's a very razor edge she's very competitive you know hyper competitive she always wants to win which i think is fantastic um but you know she was there and you know she's expected to compete at the top of her level each and every uh, event that she does in the olympics as you know the expectation is gold and so that's some very high standards that she has to live up to and um you know the pressure did you know kind of get to her she did her first run she didn't do it as well as she wanted to And, um, you know, she made the bold call afterwards to not compete in the team finals. And, you know, a lot of people have had various reactions to that decision. And, you know, for me personally, I don't think that, you know, the decision she took was wrong. Gymnastics is a sport where, you know, to compete and to compete at the highest level, it's very uh, demanding. And when you're doing those like flips and spins in the air at a very high velocity, you know, the, the chance for error is very high. And so, you know, if she wasn't feeling up to it, I I don't think that she should have competed because that could have led to something being seriously wrong and a greater concern. And frankly, she doesn't owe anyone anything.
2: Nathan, your thoughts? Yeah, kind of similar to what he was saying. Like after you know, after you go and you win four gold medals, you know, in a sport like gymnastics, where you know people don't really pay attention to it, but then every time the Olympics comes around, it's one of the most like talked about things. The pressure and the expectations that come with that are enormous. Obviously, and you know, she's the face of USA gymnastics, and so. But the other thing here was like the timing of it, because you know it was the Olympics, you know because it was like she was doing her run and then she kind of like stopped, you know that you know that kind of led to a lot of people having like a different re- like a negative reaction to it, you know saying like oh was it was she really struggling or was because she wasn't performing well and all those other things, you know I I personally like would have preferred actually had like withdrawn like before the competition even started however you know like if you're in the middle of competition and you're battling this and you realize like hey you know i can't really go you know you know that's fine you know it actually takes more courage to to stop obviously you know you know and and so because of all the expectations and all the pressure and just everything if that's what she needs to do then that's what she needs to do and you know i don't think people really should be like you know, like, I've seen these ridiculous articles saying that, like, you have to put, like, the entire country over, over like, your own personal preference. I'm like, oh, okay, like, that makes no sense, right? You know, obviously, you know, it's not like America doesn't have other good gymnasts, so I just think it's a little ridiculous. I just think the timing kind of, like, mess with the perception a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that Simone Biles is the best gymnast in our country's history. Um, you know, she has great respect for her sport. She has great respect for her country, as we've seen, you know, in our competitions this year and in the past. Um, you know, she, she said that, that, that she wasn't there mentally. Um, and, you know, she wasn't there at all for her sport and country in terms of her mental health. So she withdrew. Um, but, you know, she is a four-time medalist. And uh, if, you know, she felt that she, she couldn't give her best for, you know, herself, her team, um, as well as her, you know, representing the USA, uh, then I respect that. And, and, you know, in terms of what she did um you know if she was some bum that you know had nothing to do with the sport um you know it wasn't good i you know i generally be upset but you know she she's not one i told Nathan Ishon this uh earlier this week that you know she's not that she doesn't have to flaunt her accomplishments um you know she doesn't have to flaunt her goal because the ball is around the world No. um you know and if if you if you know you know what she's accomplished and you you understand um but i agree that she was clearly going through something as Nathan said in the middle of of the competition um, and she noticed it. She probably didn't, didn't reveal it to the team because she wanted to see if, if she could fight through it. Um, and obviously she probably told herself, okay, now you know, this problem that I'm having um, you know, could affect my team, uh, could affect my work and, and my competitions, and you know, as well as you know, affecting herself, um, as well as her, her representing the country. So she obviously withdrew from the competition, which is something that, that I can respect. Um, Owen,
3: your thoughts on this? Uh yeah i agree <clears throat> i mean she also dropped out for a like a, a good reason like no one in their right minds is going to drop out of the olympics and especially someone who has a shot at getting gold and uh, there's been like um many things said about her like negative positive like good for her and then like uh, i believe nathan said some people were like why would you do that like you just like failed the country kind of but there's a thing in gym masters it's called the twisties um it's when like the mind and the body doesn't they they don't uh work together when doing all those flips and it happens to gymnasts a lot it's from all the flips they're doing and the twists in the air and if that's the case if she had a case of, like the twisties she could have seriously like injured her body like failing one of those flips can um, like practically they, they could get paralyzed if they fail tremendously and she was already not having a good run in the Olympics. And I think she did the right thing. She pulled up before she hurt herself. And it was just, it was the right thing to do. I mean, USA still won gold in uh, gymnastics. So uh, we didn't like fail completely, but it was a bummer to see her drop out. I know everyone's looking forward to seeing her compete, but it is what it is. The, she made her decision and we got to respect that. Yeah. Um, the USA currently
0: right now holds the most you know, gold medals right now in the, you know in the Olympics. Um, So it's not like, you know, we're, you know, begging for gold medals, Um, but obviously, you know, we wish Simone Biles the best and wish her a speedy recovery and we know whatever she's going through. Um, But moving on to a topic that we've been going over the past, since since the first episode, Um, as we said last week, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, In an unexpected turn of events, Aaron Rodgers returned to the Packers um, and expressed his full commitment uh, to the team and signed a new reworked one-year deal um, that after this season would uh, allow him to leave as a free agent. Um, he did a press conference when, when he returned. He turned uh, and he tore the Packers front office a new asshole um, in doing so, um, so. you know since his holdout, but uh, he said he's all in. And Devontae Adams has also expressed his willingness to sign a new deal um, after contracts with his team um, and the Packers fell through as we as we talked about last week. So as always, you know, we always start off with Eshaan on this one since he had Aaron Rodgers and his fantasy team. Uh, Eshaan, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden uh, becoming all-in on, you know, the Packers um, organization and their, and their front office?
1: Well, like, he's always loved the Packers. I mean, he's decided to stay with them for so long. And, you know, he's done amazing things with that franchise. But, you know, very clearly, um, he's been upset. And, you know, rightfully so. Um, we saw with his press conference, once he returned, you know, he was pretty much blatantly calling out the Packers for their wrongdoing. You could tell he was frustrated with a Jordan Love pick and you you could tell he was frustrated with just the lack of um, free agents that they're bringing in, but also the ones that they were supposed to keep that he wished to keep. But, um, you know, he wasn't allowed to. Um, if for those of you that watch the press conference, you know that Aaron Rodgers kept tr- trying to emphasize he wanted a position more than a player. He wanted to have like a voice or like, be a type of player that kind of works with the front office and like you know encourages players to come to green bay i mean no one necessarily wants to go to green bay because it's freezing cold and it's in the middle of nowhere but you know when you have someone like aaron Rodgers and his pedigree trying to encourage players to go there you would think the packers front office would be all over that but for for some reason you know they don't which is ridiculous to me but you know it is his last dance for now um, he, I don't think he even knows what he wants to do, you know, hopefully he does return and retire a Packer, you know, that'd be a great thing to see for the sport, obviously not for Nico's sake. Um, but you know, I think the Packers really have to make it up to him and hopefully they make key acquisitions.
0: All right. You know, as, as, as Sean brought up, you know, Packers and my, my, you know, thoughts on him, I'll, I'll, I'll respond to that um this guy's fucking pissing me off he's been pissing me off my entire life um but you know first off I I don't know what the Packers and their front office did to Aaron Rodgers to get him to come back um but I would generally like to know um you know nobody that's as hard-headed as Aaron Rodgers just stands their ground for that long with that much leverage you know just to fold um and you know come back to play under front office that you know they vehemently detest uh, as he's expressed on you know several interviews as you know since his holdout um, with the immediate trade for Randall Cobb after he returned, I'm guessing they promised him, you know, whatever he wants, um, you know, in terms of, you know, control of the team. Um, and obviously he's leaped at that opportunity to torment the front office with his demands. Um, in, in the last decade, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have been the NFC championship game in half of them. They are one in four in those appearances. And this year will mark Aaron Rodgers 16th year in the league. And he has one championship to show for it. So to call this his last dance, you know, him him and Devontae Adams posting that last dance thing, um, you know, you actually have to accomplish something in order order for it to be your last dance buddy. Um, And it's very disrespectful to Michael Jordan and the 90s Bulls uh, in terms of what they did, um, you know, in terms of winning championships, which obviously Aaron Rodgers and and Devontae Adams have not done. Um, And that was something that Nathan brought up last week. So Nathan, your thoughts on uh, Aaron Rodgers and this whole fiasco that's going on in Green Bay?
2: Yeah, I think just the fact that he came back, the press conference, trading for Randall Cobb, I think that kind of just cements the fact that he had, this was kind of his plan going forward, you know, like, th- throughout the whole process, you know, he wanted to really make a point, you know, to, to flex, like, the ability, the authority that he has, you know, to really, like, push for this idea that he wants more autonomy, and, you know, like, because, you know, he made a good point, like, you know, who goes, who who just wakes up and this yeah I want to go to Green Bay, I want to live in Green Bay, nobody. Right. You're going there to play with Aaron Rodgers, going there to win a championship, right? You know, it's only a 16, 17 week season, so you're you're not there for the full year, right? And then half that time you're, you're on the road, anyways. And so, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers is your marquee selling point, then you you should, you know, you should use him to help attract free agents, you know, you should keep some players that he wants, right? You know, you want him to feel a part of the organization because if you, you know, kind of like um, isolate him or disenfranchise him a little bit you know, then he can begin to feel like, oh, I'm not really part of the team. The team's not really committed to me, right? We saw also LeBron and Pat Riley, where Pat Riley was like, you just play, I'll take care of the rest, right? And LeBron didn't really, you know, didn't really gel well with LeBron a little bit, you know. I think that Aaron Rodgers might do like the LeBron approach where, you know, for those of you who know, like LeBron will sign on like these like two to three year contracts with like these options at the end of it. So that way, you know, he all, he's always the one with leverage. But I think Aaron Rodgers could be doing the similar thing with the Packers, basically saying, like every year, like, you know, from this point going forward, hey, you know, I need you guys to fully commit to me, to what I want, the things that I need, right? You know, and, you know, obviously for Devontae Adams, you know, I think that this was natural just because, like, if I was Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers is not there, I'm not sticking around either. I'm not wasting my prime years to have the ball thrown to me by Jordan Love when I can easily go somewhere else, you know, with a much better quarterback, you know, like maybe like a Patrick Mahomes or like a Josh Allen or whoever right and So I think I think it's just pretty natural. Rip Bears fans though.
0: Yeah, fucking Rip Bears fans. Well, well, not yet, but you know, we'll definitely see what happens. But uh Owen, obviously you were not here last week when we covered this um, you know, thing when, when we we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Uh your thoughts on this whole situation, um, you know, as well as Devontae Adams, you know, finally trying to get that contract from the Packers, not that Aaron Rodgers' is back,
3: unfortunately. Now complete, complete honestly, I ain't care less about Aaron Rodgers. I just cannot wait till he gets out of the league. I mean, he should be should have been done this year, but, you know, one more year with him. I guess it's fine. Hopefully he'll be done this year. He won't do much, though. And honestly, the Packers, shit, they're terrible. They're absolutely oh, terrible. Jesus Christ. Absolutely terrible franchise.
0: Well, obviously, you're a fucking Steelers fan, so you're in the fucking AFC, so you, so you don't have to deal with this shit. Obviously, us people in the NFC I, 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 I have to deal with this fucking guy on a weekly basis. Well, see.
3: I mean, who more calls their fans? Who calls their fans cheeseheads? They wear blocks of cheese on their heads. <laughs> it's. I mean, come on. You they do have one man.
2: of the best traditions in the Lambeau Leap, though. You can't. You can't deny that. And what is that?
3: I'm not leaping and touching
0: those uh, nasty,
2: fucking fat Packers basically, fans. Basically, like when nasty like a player like a touchdown, they'll like jump into the stands or whatever. It's just the thing that they do in Green Bay. Jump to the stands. Like, it's like a trademark of one of their
3: like, you know, their yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so
0: they, they they jump into the fucking stands and get mauled by some fat lady. Um, yeah. Who's fucking breathing on their fucking neck with their hot, like they, they rack get rack they
3: and, get they get nasty
0: stadium hot yeah. dogs thrown nasty over them. stadium fucking spilled, fat men and women just hobbling all over them. It's fucking disgusting, really. Is I mean,
1: just Milwaukee has like weird like nicknames for the teams, like the Bucks are like their city jersey said Cream City.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like come on, pause, Cream City, Milwaukee. Really? That's, that's the best we can come up with, Cream City. I mean, you know,
2: obviously, you know, they, they won the championship.
0: That but, didn't stop on.
3: them though. Yeah, obviously <laughs> they
2: in fairness well, to the Bucks, their Deer District outside the stadium that that is pretty lit. It's like with the Raptors having you know that that yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. that's Ooh. pretty cool. Well,
3: anyways, back on the topic of Green Bay. Yeah, could care less about them. They're Obviously. No, they're not going to make any headlines this year. Yeah, we'll see them. You yeah, f- Aaron Rodgers, I swear, hey, that's the high take. Oh, 20. the Chicago Bears will get destroyed by the by the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I hope Nico,
0: the fucking Steelers get fucking absolutely, absolutely destroyed terrible. by Lamar, fucking Lamar Jackson and his zero receivers in the Super Bowl, when we win it. He stops oh. having COVID. Yeah, you're not going to the Super Bowl. Alex. Let's just
1: let's just pause that right there. Oh, With you're what? not making the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you're not making playoffs. We can try our best.
1: You're sleeping yeah. on QB too.
0: Yeah, clearly. whatever. Do you have a yeah? You have another quarterback that, that you want to sign or that you have that can lead to that
3: Super Bowl? Jordan Baker from All American, get him on the team.
0: Oh top, my God, top
3: top quarterback right there.
0: Okay, well, speaking of you know other fucking teams, you hear about seems, Dwayne Haskins? Oh what do you do now?
1: Well, like two weeks ago, like with the wife thing. His wife got arrested from, like, beating him in a hotel room in Vegas.
0: Oh, I did not hear about that. Sure, that, or, at so apparently
1: please. Apparently, she, she punched him in the mouth. Oh. And, and then, yeah, he he had an, I think it's, like, a upper split lip and, like, a missing tooth. So, she, like, rocked him. Jesus,
0: um, Dwayne. That's so embarrassing. Come that on. Is
1: for Dwayne. Dwayne is down bad.
0: Come on, man. And, you know, he has no, I mean, you know, he signed to a practice deal with the Steelers, but fuck's sake.
3: Well, at least he didn't fight back. Because that, that would have been turned the other way, and he would have then been in trouble, probably. Very true. Yeah, but he got a fucking Ray Rice by his own girlfriend. <laughs> Man, maybe, maybe she caught him off guard. You don't, you know,
0: we don't know the caught first. him off guard. Maybe he Sean was. Sean said looking... that he had a bust lip and his tooth fucking flutters. Well, maybe I, he, on, maybe he was out. like,
3: maybe he was looking at his phone, scrolling, scrolling. His wife comes in and just.
2: yeah but like with that kind of power was she like a prime Mike Tyson like what is this
0: yeah Jesus he's he's also a shy quarterback as well so that's probably why she punched him
2: yeah Yeah,
1: this this is is clearly not your average the police report says the injuries were substantial in nature like she she was booked she was booked
0: so okay well uh, obviously we wish Dwayne Haskins uh, best of luck in his future endeavors speaking of Dwayne Haskins we'll talk about his former team that cut him right now Uh, the Washington football team uh, their coach, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera, earlier this week, expressed his frustration with players in Washington for their lack of seriousness towards the COVID-19 virus. Uh, you know, Rivera continues to wear his mask during all team activities because he had cancer treatment, um, so he is, um, you know, immune deficient, um, and Rivera urged his players to get vaccinated as they rank second to last in terms of teams vaccinated. Um, and just yesterday, two players on the team uh, officially went on the COVID-19 IL, which not that... Makes some six players in total on the COVID nineteen IL for all of them, including one of their uh, All Pro linemen. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll start with Owen.
3: Fucking uh, Owen, your thoughts on all this? I mean, the players aren't taking it serious. That's gonna. I mean, maybe if they're if they're not taking this COVID serious, who knows if they're even taking like the training serious, and that this this whole thing might transpire into them having a terrible season, which most likely they will have. I mean, I just, I don't get how at this time you don't take protocols as a professional athlete to and your jobs at Jeopardy and you can get COVID and not be able to play. It's it's crazy, it's crazy to think, but obviously there's still players out there who who don't have any any regard for others. Yeah, so just some more
0: context here. Um, Ron Rivera also said that he's worried about the new variant um, and he has no idea what's gonna happen to him, um, you know, in terms of his health. Um, I take this personally because Ron Rivera was, you know, the, the, the defensive coordinator for the Bears for a very long time. Um, and I've been discussing about by, by this franchise for a very long time now, from the sexual harassment uh, scandals to the terrible ownership. Um, and, you know, they re- re- refusal to sell to, you know, willing buyers to buy the team. Um, and now this Roger Goodell and, and the owners association need to step in and vote Snyder out and get this guy out of here because this guy is obviously um, you know, a bad apple. Sean, thoughts on this freaking bomb?
1: I just, I just think it it's so selfish that he's doing this. I mean, your head coach. Are, are
0: you Snyder out though? Are you Are you Snyder out?
1: We yeah, Snyder's terrible. I mean, you you can't you can't like refute that. I mean, as much as I don't like the football team, I mean that guy's a bomb. It's not not like debatable. But what what you sign a free agent? You're new to the team. You want to make a good first impression and then you just you just get COVID and now you put your head coach at like stake. I mean, you can't say that this isn't going to bite him in the future. Like I get Curtis Samuels good, but that's that's so irresponsible. And the fact that the Washington football team actually doesn't care that when their head coach who honestly carried them last year with a lot of his play calls and, you know, elevated them to another level, he's just he's like immunocompromised because, you know, he's had health scares in the past, got over cancer and you just it's ridiculous. I I don't know what to tell you. Like the what is the football team doing? Like no respect for me. Good.
0: All right, Nathan Snyder out. Yes or no? And then your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, Snyder out. Um, you know, it's just it's just selfish. Like the, you know, this guy he he went through the entire season last year with the pandemic, with cancer, getting you know chemotherapy and whatnot, which makes you immunodeficient. De- you know, so obviously, you know, his body wouldn't be able to respond normally, you know, to like a virus or a disease or anything like that, you know, as it would normally be able to, and you know, just given the fact that there's all this information available that vaccines work and all this stuff, you know, and especially to do that, to be like that, especially when your coach, you know, showed that kind of dedication towards the team last year, to not reciprocate it, it's extremely selfish, you know. Um, I mean, but also, you know, I don't, I don't know if the Washington Football Team didn't get the NFL memo. Right. Like, you know, not only like are you endangering your head coach, but you're endangering your potential season because, you know, let's say, you know, there's an outbreak among the team. You know, they have to miss a couple of weeks. Right. That's two straight losses right there. And especially in the division that's as close as the NFC East, you know, you're two games and you're probably out of the playoff race. And so, you know, I, you know, like, are, are you, is it really, you know, to make, you know, is it really worth to potentially compromise your season, your chance to the playoffs, future contract extensions, bonuses, right? Because a lot of times the bonuses will include like, you know, if you win this many games, if you get this many sacks, touchdowns, whatever, like, you know, is, is it really worth risking all that, you know, just because you don't want to get a shot? I don't think so. I just think it's incredibly selfish.
0: All right. Sticking with football, EA released their player range for Madden 22. Um, and, and as always, we have some controversial ratings. Okay, so I, I, I have them all on my phone right here. And you guys tell me which ones you want to hear first. Like, I got edge rushers, uh, top linebackers, top defensive linemen, top tight ends, top wide receivers, top cornerbacks, top safeties, and top quarterbacks. Which one do you guys want to hear first?
2: Let's go uh, D linemen. Okay. Okay,
0: so I'll, I'll, I'll go from 10 up. So the top defensive linemen for this year are Vita Vea. Uh, at number 10. He's an 88 overall. Uh, we got Steven to uh, He's an 89 overall. Kenny Clark, 89 overall. Calais Campbell, 90 overall. Michael Pierce, 91 overall. Cameron Hayward, 92 overall. DeForest Buckner, 92 overall. Chris Jones, 92. Fletcher Cox, my main man, uh, 94 overall. And then Aaron Donald, 99 overall. So thoughts on this? Any, uh, any uh, snubs or people that shouldn't even be on this list?
2: Uh, I don't think so. You know, I think like I think you know. This, I think this list is pretty solid. You know, obviously you have to have Donald at one, right? Yeah, that, that um, that's obvious. That's obvious, right? And then you know, even if, if someone's like running tired, this I want to talk about like a point or two. I I don't think like you know, it's, I, I I've seen some pretty atrocious things in the past. I don't think this list is that bad, to be honest.
3: I think it's pretty fair. Looking at EA's past, I mean this 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 is a pretty fair. Fair rating.
0: Stop being an EA sympathizer, Owen. They're, they're not going to give you a fucking contract deal or anything like that. This The EA is shit. That's what I
3: was saying. Uh, I was saying, okay. look at the past of EA, how shit they were. I said, well, they're, they're not getting decent. any better. They did decent with these ratings.
0: In my opinion, Chris Jones over DeForest Buckner, uh, I, you know, based on, you know, the, the Colts defense this season, um, I, I think he, he should be rated higher, maybe 93 overall. Um, you know, just, just one more that that's, you know, not, nothing big, but, you know, I agree with Nathan. Um, this list is pretty solid. Sean, any thoughts on it?
3: I believe you're muted. You imagine being muted and trying to
1: talk. <laughs> um, I think they did a pretty good job. I agree with, you know, their ratings.
3: All right. Nice.
2: We
0: got quarterbacks, safeties, cornerbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, uh, linebackers edge rushers. And that's it.
2: Well, let's go wide receivers. Okay, wide receivers.
0: Here we go. Let me get it. Uh, wide receivers. From 10 up, we got Allen Robinson, my main man, 90 overall. Mike Evans, 91. Amari Cooper, 92. Keenan Allen, 93. Michael Thomas, 94. Julio Jones, 95. Stephon Dix, 97. Tyreek Hill, 98. Hopkins, 98. And then number one, Devontae Adams, 99 overall. Thoughts on this uh, shit?
2: Th- this list is trash. Amari Please. Cooper is not... Amari Cooper, not a 92 overall. That guy does not show up in big games. He should not be a an, an 85. He should not be rated over 85. Michael Thomas is rated way too high. I agree um, with that. You know, I think, you know, obviously I'm a Falcons fan, but I think Julio is rated too low on this list. I think it's penalized because, you know, we don't like in the Falcons offense, he doesn't get a lot of touchdowns. And he's a lot of times like he's double, he's like double teamed. So I think that, you know, like he, I think that, you know, because of that and because of recency bias, you know, like, there's hopkins should not be a 98 that that is way too high you know i think you know um tyree kill i mean I, I don't think he's the second best receiver um, i hate that guy you know like like digs you know 97 I think, that's a, I think that's a little high you know i
3: think he should be like you know like a 93 94 he should definitely you know. still be in the 90s he had a yeah so, no, no i think he, he should be, a, be he should be at least a 92 or above
2: yeah, yeah, I think I think, he, I think yeah. he should be like a like a ninety four, ninety five. I I yeah, just don't yeah. think he's a ninety seven. You know, I don't think he should be about Julio, in, in my opinion. Um, I think Keenan Allen is ranked a little too low, in my opinion. You know, that that guy's an absolute beast every year. Um, Mike Evans is ninety one. Is interesting. You know, he I agree with that as well. A, he had a, he had a good season, but you know, sometimes he does struggle with drives. So, you know. <sighs> I don't know that, you know, that one's a kind of tough for me, but I think, you know, um, so I think for the most part, you know, some of the receivers are, are I mean, I don't think Amari Cooper should be on there, but for the most part, I think they did a pretty good job with the with the receivers, right? I just don't necessarily agree with the rating or like where they're yeah. ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I remember a couple of years ago, Amari Cooper was on the
0: Raiders. He was an 89. I'm, I'm giving him an, an 89 this year, and that's being, that's being you know, fair to him, um, you know, throw him into a bone here, but. Anything higher than that's a bit much. Um, I definitely don't think he he should be rated above Mike Evans. Um, Michael Thomas should not even be on this list. Um, I don't respect him whatsoever. Um, He didn't play in any games this season that were meaningful. Um, And when he did, he didn't even catch a pass. Um, But, you know, for context, last year he he was at 99. This year he's at 94. um, And and Devontae Adams takes his lone spot um, as the only 99 overall wide receiver um out of this group. So and, and any other thoughts on that before we move on to the next uh to the next group?
1: I mean, I just think Alan Robinson's better than Amari Cooper and Mike Evans, especially because Mike Evans gets hurt all the time.
0: So Sean, do you think Alan Al Robinson 90 is too low? Or, yeah, or do you, or, or like, do you think uh Evans and uh Cooper should go down?
1: I'd say Alan Robinson's like a ninety-two, but I'd say like Mike Evans is like a ninety, and Amari okay. Cooper's like an eighty-nine. But I also think yeah. there should be a bigger gap between Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen because I think that's Keenan Allen's way better than he's being rated.
0: Yeah, Keenan Allen is at a 93 overall. So he's one ahead uh, of Amari Cooper. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. But he's still like below
1: Michael Thomas, which makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah. So obviously, um, EA has some things to do with their injury, players that are injured, um, you know, their ratings. Okay, next edge rushers, linebackers, uh, tight ends cornerbacks safeties and then quarterbacks go edge rushers safe quarterbacks for very last okay edge rushers here we okay so ea you know does edge rushers linebackers and d linemen they 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 split groups for no reason but you know that's the way they do it for madden um okay so from 10 up we got zadarius smith 89 overall nick bosa 90 overall joey bosa 92 overall uh, von miller 93 overall uh, Cameron Jordan, 93 overall. J.J. Watt, 94 overall. Chandler Jones, 94 overall. T.J. Watt, 94. I'm sure Owen's not happy about that. Khalil Mack, 96. And then uh, Miles Garrett at number one at 98 overall. That's interesting. Thoughts on that?
3: Owen, go ahead. Your thoughts I on think, T.J. Watt being at I 90, think,
0: 94.
3: 94. I think he should be way higher. He had a really good season. I mean, he, he he should be either number one or number two, honestly, in my opinion. Trying to be not biased. But still, he had a, an amazing season. I know how he's that low. Uh, baffles me. I mean, I'm not not surprised yeah, though. It is it is EA Sports. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Expect nothing less.
0: I want somebody to explain to me how the hell JJ Watt has had a 94 overall. This dude only had five sacks that last year, and he basically he, he left the Texans and he went to the Cardinals. Didn't, didn't really make that much of an impact, you know, in terms of, you know, their style of play in terms of, of the defense. Um, But obviously, EA m- must think it's 2013 with with that high of a rating. I,
3: I mean, I I can't personally give him that high of a rating. It's because it's just because probably, I honestly think it's just because of his, his like name is like a title, like JJ Watt, like that title. That's why he's so high rated.
2: Um, um, go ahead, Nathan. Brett, uh, first of all, um, I think Vaughn Miller's rating is a little too low. I know he was injured last year, but th- this right. guy would take over This guy would take over games. You know, I don't think – I think Cameron Jordan is rated a little too high. Um, I don't think he should be a 93. You know, I, I see him every year, you know, as a Falcons fan. He, you know, he's a good player. You know, he's a good player. But I, I don't think – when you start getting to, like, that upper 90s, right, this is more than just a good player. You need to be great. You need to be elite. You need to take over games. right? He, he doesn't do that. So I don't think you know. I think TJ Watt. You know, this guy was like arguably the defensive player of the year last year. You can't have him at a ninety-four. That's just a little too low, right? Even if you don't think that he's like you know that guy, you have to. You can't ignore last year, right? And because we know EA like throughout the like the season, they will adjust player rankings based on performance during the season. So it's not there's nothing wrong if you start TJ Watt at like like a ninety-seven, right? And then if he's not performing at that level, you, you know you slowly drop him down every year. So I right think that's a little whack um i think bradley chubb probably got snubbed a little bit but you know whatever. oh that's right forgot about him hey sean
0: any any thoughts on this
1: yeah i just think tj Watt's too low i mean he had an insane season i mean i don't understand him and jj watt had completely different seasons yet the jj watt is rated i think one overall higher that makes no sense yet he was he was good in the past but we i guess the ea sports and the arizona cardinals don't realize he's not the player he used to be
0: Actually, they're ranked the same. TJ1 and JJ1 are both 94 overall. That is interesting.
1: That is atrocious. Okay.
0: We got linebackers, tight ends, cornerbacks, and safeties. And then after that, we'll obviously go to quarterbacks. Your safeties. All right. Safeties. Now, this, now this was interesting for me. Um, Tyron. Okay. That, that's number one. Okay. Number 10. I'm sure i mad about this. Minka Fitzpatrick, 89 overall. Uh, Adrian Amos, 89 overall. Eddie Jackson, 89, Harrison Smith, 90, Jamal Adams, 90, Justin Simmons, 91, Jesse Bates, 91, Devin McCourty, 92, Buddha Baker, 93. And then we got Tyron Matthew, 95. Thoughts?
1: I mean, I think the Bengals safety is underrated. I think it should be much higher. He had a he quietly had a very good year last year, but no one really talks about it because he's on the Bengals. Um, you know. I, I don't understand why Jamal Adams is as high as he is when he's just a glorified linebacker, in my opinion. But um, you know, I think for the most part they've done a good job with the ratings. I don't think they're as atrocious.
0: Mm, Tyron Matthew, ninety-five overall. That's a bit high for me. Yeah, I, Thoughts yeah, on, on that? Like Anybody else?
3: To be
2: honest, he is ninety yeah, five. You can't be a ninety-five the way he got exposed in, in a Super Bowl like that. Um, that was just yeah. embarrassing. I think Minka Fitzpatrick is a little too low. Um, I don't think people remember, you know, he came to the Steelers from the Dolphins, and he already elevated an elite defense. So I think, you know, just because of that, you know, I think he should be like like ninety two. But I don't think the list is that bad.
3: I agree with Nathan. Yeah, he's he. I mean, he's definitely not like number one quality, but he for yeah. sure is at least like a 91, 92, maybe yeah, ninety three. Th-
0: this list could be worse, uh, but after after Tyron Matthew's performance in the Super Bowl last year um i i can't put him at a 95 maybe 90 maybe 89 um in that range but he's not getting a 95 i'd, overall I'd keep it,
3: I'd keep him in the 90s at least yeah you're on you're on crack anyway um
0: you got exposed in super bowl i'm just saying i mean listen if, if if you get exposed in super bowl like he did i can't i can't give you a 90 and i mean that's the, that's my opinion well it's one
3: game that's one game all right.
0: Although cornerbacks, tight ends, thing. and linebackers. Cornerbacks. Okay, here we go. Uh, we got one lone 99 overall for the uh cornerbacks. the Ramsey, 99 overall is that is one, but obviously we'll start off at beautiful, 10. beautiful. Shut the fuck up. Can't stand that, that guy. guy. That. Uh, Darius Slade Jr. 88 overall. Kendall Fuller, 89. Denzel Ward, 89. James Bradbury, 90. Uh, Xavier Howard is number six at 91. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, 92, Tredavious White, 93, Jair Alexander, 95, Stephon Gilmore, 97, and Jalen Ramsey at number one at a 99 overall. Thoughts on this?
3: Well, Jalen Ramsey, love that dude. Love the way Explain the why, game. because I cannot love, stand that dude. Love the way he plays the game. Love, love his trash talk. He has 99 trash talk, that's for sure. Makes me sick. Best Best quality he has right there is that trash talk.
0: Got expelled by Darnell Mooney in the, in
3: the You know, uh, you Darnell know, how'd that work
2: out for him against Devontae Adams in the in Yeah, in the, uh, game. Uh, the, but I, I mean, I, I think the list is fine. You know, I got Tre'Davious White, Ramsey, you know, Howard, you know, these guys. So um, I think in terms of like looking at the, the ten players that are on the list, I, I think they, I think mean, they, I think they nailed it for the most part. You know.
0: I'd I'd have to move uh, Marlon Humphrey down and, and move Xavier Howard up to a ninety-three at least. Maybe ninety two. Tie him at ninety two.
2: um Look, Marlon Humphrey I, has better tweets though. So, man, so yeah, that. his he, Twitter's he's, great. He's definitely good. Tw- he's definitely good. He's tweeter. so relatable. Yeah, so and just for honestly, that, I gotta, I gotta
1: put him at ninety
0: three. Yeah, okay, fuck it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is Sean, thoughts on this, or uh, move on.
1: I think you know Jalen Ramsey is appropriately rated. I'm glad he got rewarded for the year he had. Um, you I think he's court- a bitch.
3: Well, that's your I mean, opinion, and it's wrong.
1: It's, it's correct i mean quarterback rankings aren't that surprising to me i'm just gonna be honest you know the real surprises come in the main position players like um the quarterback position which i have a real gripe with for one of the ratings
0: Ooh, interesting okay we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a couple of slots um all right fuck it tight ends next uh here we go uh number 10 dallas godders at 84 tj hogginson can't stand that guy 85 uh, Mike Isecki he's at 85 as well Rob Gronkowski 86 Austin Hooper 86 Hunter Henry 87 Mark Andrews 88 Darren Waller 93 George Kittle 96 Travis Kelsey 99 thoughts Kelsey um, at, at, at 99 that's fair enough
2: that's not a surprise yeah, no. Um, no surprise there I think I think TJ Hawkinson should be rated higher I think he's extremely underrated because right. of just because he just plays in the Lions, you know they're terrible. You know he's he's a lot of the times their main offense. So I don't think he should be tied with Moss. Because I, I think the I'm Hawkins should be like 88 somewhere in there. Um, I'll, see. I'll I'll give him a four rating. I think that Mark Andrews should be like you know a 90 at least. You know he's hurt by the fact that Lamar Jackson's his quarterback. So some sure. games because I have not fantasy, so some games he would be like an absolute beast, and then other games Lamar Jackson's just wouldn't throw the ball. So like you know it just for whatever reason you know it just doesn't throw him the ball. So but I think in terms of, like, the skill level and the talent, I think that he should be, like, at least in, like, a 91. But for the most had, part, the list is fine. I
0: had Hooper and Gronk in fantasy, actually. Um, the Gronk rating, I eh, gave him an 85. He's an, he's an 86 in here. But Austin Hooper, fuck that guy, man. Oh, my gosh. He was so inconsistent this season. Um, yeah. Especially co- coming off that year, he had an Atlanta. I thought he was going to yeah. be a beast. Um, no. But I- I- obviously, the bronze had a, you know, a very run-heavy off, uh, offense. Um, but, you know... They, they they didn't throw them at all in the red zone. Like fuck, sake, I was really upset about that. Um, I gave him. A, he, he was an eighty-five. I think two years ago, and especially in, in that year after, um, he, he came off um, you know, from Atlanta. So I, I gave him an eighty-five and eighty-six. Fuck it, that's where he's at right now. Oh, any
3: any thoughts on this? No, not really. I mean, it's a good. Sean, play. players are
1: solid. Solid. I mean, I just think like Kittle should be a little higher. If you ask me, I, I think it's so already
2: a 97. He's already yeah,
1: 96 I mean, or like a 98. I mean, he yeah. he No, nah, he's Ooh, not a 98.
0: Interesting on that. That's he's actually like 98.
1: Uh,
2: not after the injury. You know, one,
3: one, like- one below Kelsey? No.
2: Yeah.
3: I think I mean, 90, 97 is definitely the highest he can go. For I mean, we'll right see. now,
1: anyway. You know. From right for now. Yeah.
3: we'll see. We'll see what yeah. he does next
1: season, obviously. Yeah. It's very interesting that the NFC Pro Bowl tight end did not make the top 10. <laughs> That is Evan Ingram. Know. Oh.
0: <laughs> Evan Ingram.
1: Good. Evan Ingram
0: did not make the top 10. Um, a shock. I, I don't know what his rating is, but I, I, can, I can look it up right now if, if, uh, it, it if you want to see it. Let's go Madden 22 th- ratings. I think it's going to be an
2: 83.
0: Okay, okay. L- l- let's guess right now, um, and then uh, we'll, we'll see if we'll get it right.
2: I'm going to say 86.
0: Hold on, here we go. Madden 22 ratings. Uh, two, two, Dude, I don't think so
1: because player hmm.
0: ratings database. Here we, oh, here we go.
1: It's gotta be like uh, an eighty. That's that,
0: that's being has been
1: I mean, what's a eighty-three?
0: get the go. hell out of here. Let's go. That's Very being good. really generous. I agree with you, Sean. 80 79 is gonna. It's gotta be always always gonna get for me.
2: Yeah, but you know, I figured with the Pro Bowl appearance, you know, he should be. You know, that's probably, probably game why. Whatever. A-
0: they probably gave him uh, boost. Fuck it. Whatever. That's why I gave yeah. 86.
2: All right, yeah, fuck it. What's left? All just right.
0: quarterbacks. Let's go. Uh, we got quarterbacks, running backs, and linebackers. So linebackers will start off with that. Oh, yeah, linebackers. Uh, number 10. Number 10, De- <laughs> number 10, Deion Jones, 86. Number nine, Miles Jack, 86. Uh, number eight, Dante High, top 87. Number seven, Roquan Smith, 88. Fucking blasphemous. Number six, Darius Leonard, 89. Eric Kendricks, 90 overall. Demario Davis 91, Bobby Wagner 92, Levante David 93, Fred Warner 94. Okay, so before I I I destroyed Fred Warner and his entire career, thoughts on this?
2: I think that Deion Jones is ranked a little too low in 86. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think Grady Jair was mentioned for D tackles. I just realized this. That's an absolute travesty. That's that's an absolute travesty. Um our defense sucks, so he doesn't get a lot of recognition, but he's an absolute beast. Nico can tell you in the Bears game. But um I mean, that you know, like Levante David, you know, Devin White, I'm, I'm going to guess is in there. Fred Warner, you know, I think it's a pretty solid list overall. Devin White is not him. included on this list. Oh, well, that's a mistake. Which is blasphemous. That, that's a mistake. Um, that guy's a beast. Uh, he destroys us every time we play him. I don't know how he's not on there. So, Devin White is on here, but,
0: but uh, obviously uh, Levante David is at a 93 of course, overall.
2: Of course. I, would, I think that Devin White should be like right around a 93, 93, 92. They're, they're pretty similar in my bug.
0: okay anybody else before before i uh, go and destroy fred warner go ahead nico take it away this motherfucker fred warner i i think he's overrated as fuck in my opinion Roquan smith is rated too high rated too low on this list i'm embarrassed man i'm not being biased i'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just telling like it is um we, we we have a friend uh who's a 49ers fan and for years we have been arguing over over these two um on who is better so um this this eighty eight overall for uh, for for Roquan Smith is fucking ridiculous. Um, he's been he's been in this range for a very long time and he's, he's gotten better each year. Um, compared to you know compared to Fred Warner, um, you know Roquan Smith fucking blows him out the water every fucking time. He he does better than him in um, every season and, and he plays less games. And and Roquan Smith last year didn't start in four games. Fred Warner started in all games, and he's still—they're not doing better than fucking Roquan Smith. So I, I think that, that that is blasphemous. And Devin White is not on, on this list, as Nathan said, and I'm very upset about that. Um, I think Miles Jack take his bitch off the fucking list and put in Devin White, and I think I think this list is very disrespectful. Eric Kendricks from the Vikings—this guy just doesn't even fucking belong on this fucking list. I want him out of here as well. Um, not really a big fan of him, and he, he did have some injuries uh, this season. I believe it was, it was like an 86 last year. He had some injuries this season, so I'm not sure how he could have gotten any better. Um, and, you know, to be put at a 90 overall. Thoughts?
1: I mean, I think it's a disgrace that Blake Martinez is only in 79. I mean, Blake Martinez had 151 total tackles, nine tackles for loss, three sacks, an interception, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and he's only the third defender since 1999 to post these numbers or better. With the other two being Brian Erlocker and Darius Leonard. Over, over Devin White though. Well, I'm just I'm just saying like 79 is atrocious though.
0: That, okay, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, Anyone else? Somewhere in the 80s. Blake 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 at, at a 79, higher or lower?
2: I I give him an 84. I think that that's appropriate. I He's a, a very consistent tackler. Well.
0: Owen. Higher or lower on Blake Martinez? Former Packer as well. I hate that guy. I'd say mm,
3: like 83, 83, 82, 83 Okay. From that enough. realm of ratings. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair.
0: All right, here we go. Top two that, that everyone wants to hear. We're at running backs now. Here we go. <clears throat> this first one will we'll have you fucking pissed yourself immediately. Number 10 at an 88 overall, we have Mr. Joe Mixon. Number nine, we have Ezekiel Elliott at an 88. Number eight, Josh Jacobs at an eighty-nine, Saquon ninety, Aaron Jones ninety-one, Alvin Kamara ninety-four, Dalvin Cook ninety-five, Nick Chubb ninety-six, Derrick Henry ninety-six, Christian McCaffrey ninety-seven.
2: Thoughts? Um. Okay. Well, first of all, I think that Alvin Kamara's rating is too high. Um. He's not a ninety-four. He, he's 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 a good running back. I think he should be like a 90, 91. I think he's a little bit elevated by that offense. Um. Ezekiel Elliott should not be where he is. He's not a top ten <laughs> running back right now. Um. <laughs> Last year, first of all, this man held out. Then he shows up overweight, slow, can't hold on to the football, can't catch the ball anymore. Like, what are we doing? Um, you know, I think that Derrick Henry right now should be rated higher than Christian McCaffrey for the simple fact that Thank Christian you. McCaffrey would, because, for the simple fact that not because I think he's better, but I just think that because um, he not only did uh, – was Christian McCaffrey hurt last year, but we've seen Derrick Henry two straight seasons, you know, just absolutely destroy teams mm-hmm. in the second half, destroy teams in the playoffs. And so I think in terms of like a downhill pure runner, there's no one better than Derrick Henry. So I think that that's a shame that he's, you know, like not above him, but I think the 96 rating is pretty fair for Derrick Henry. Um, you know, uh, Joe Mixon at 88, you know, hey, eh, you know, I think that that's, you know, it's an, Joe Mixon is like an interesting case because, you know, he, he's a good, because he combines running and like, you know, out of the backfield. So he's not just like a pure runner like a Derrick Henry. So I think it also uh, just depends on what you value. So I don't know. Josh Jacobs is also interesting because you know he doesn't block particularly well. So John Gruden won't play him, you know, as Nico remembers from week two. So Monday Night Football. But um yeah, I think I, I don't know. there's um, like
0: eight billion running backs one in one fucking game. It's fucking ridiculous. So Dalvin wh-
2: wh- wh- where's Dalvin Cook on that list? Dalvin Does Cook is know? at number four and the ninety-five overall. Who, who's above him at number three? Chubb ninety-six, uh that's it. I I I would take Cook over Chubb, but that's just my personal preference
3: you sean owen thoughts on this uh before i destroy do mixon? um yeah i mean i think derrick henry should be higher like yeah has agree saying. he's he's had two very very consistent seasons where he's absolutely destroyed defenses and i mean mm, i don't know it's a, it's a tough list i mean it's it's a good list like the ratings are somewhat fair the players are interesting, but I think top three are definitely like the right players. I don't know about order, but the players are good. Sean, Joe Mixon only played
0: six games last year. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Joe Mixon, how the fuck is this guy in the top ten? First of all, Joe Mixon, as you Sean just said, had played six games last year. He had four hundred and twenty-eight rushing yards on one hundred and nineteen attempts. That's three point six yards per carry. That is lower than league average. First of all, to top it off. The man had three touchdowns last season. How does he get into the top 10 and a player like Kareem Hunt in the best one-two punch and you know running back tandem in the league only got you know an 80, I think an 86? Come on, really, Joe Mixon? And how the hell is fucking Christian McCaffrey above Derrick Henry? I think that's blasphemous. Derrick Henry has more yard had more yards last season than Christian McCaffrey had in his last three seasons. So how the hell is he not ranked First of all, a 99 he's got a 99 for, for for what he did last season. Only eight players in NFL history have run for, t- for 2000 yards. Derrick Henry is clearly one of them. So I don't know how the hell McCaffrey got a higher rating than him. It, it's, it's only one above Derrick Henry, but I I think it's very uh disrespectful for to uh rank uh Christian McCaffrey above Derrick Henry for, for this season. I, I think that's ridiculous. Thoughts?
3: I mean, I, very valid statement you just put in there.
2: Very valid. I mean, the only thing I will say in defense of Christian McCaffrey in terms of his rushing yards is that they don't just use him as like a pure rusher. And they don't rush. They don't have, like, their their offense is centered differently where they don't run the ball like 25, 30 times. like do with Derrick Henry, whereas, like, you know, Christian McCaffrey will give you, like, other stuff out of the backfield. But because, like I said before, like, he was injured, you know, and Derrick Henry was just destroying teams, I think that you could – you could, you could ju- I think that you should just switch the ranking, and go Derrick Henry, 97, Christian McCaffrey, 96. I think that nobody would complain about that either.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I, they're I'm, both I'm very that. good players. Like, don't take I don't want to take anything away from Christian yeah, McCaffrey. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not yeah. saying that, that McCaffrey
0: is ass. Just as like, Derrick Henry is better. Derrick Henry is, yeah, should be above him. Fucking monster.
1: Rating. I just, uh, I just, remember that, uh, Amari Cooper is in the top 10 wide receivers, but A.J. Brown is not. And AJ Ooh. Brown put up uh, ridiculous stats in a run-first offense with Derrick Henry. I feel like that's you
2: what know talking. who uh,
1: you know who's not
2: in this top ten list for running back Antonio
1: Brown. Oh. That fucking bitch. You fucking
2: Ray. moron! Yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> that, such an that,
0: idiot, Owen. Oh, that is so embarrassing. I did. That I is was, so.
2: We are that, gonna clip that. That is that, Le gonna be our promo for this week's episode. Oh my goodness, that guy <laughs> thought he was the best oh. thing this guy bread. Held out, made a he ridiculous. was. He was. A, he was, was not, amazing. He, he was, was so good. Le'Veon Bell maybe, maybe bell
3: was back. a good running back he was a oh. product
2: of the steelers great offensive line yeah he was a system back yeah. he was T- a try back. try dancing around like that in the backfield with with adam Gase as your head coach in the jets yeah what happened nothing so uh got cut, the most so, famous the most famous thing he's done since uh he held out was drop uh
1: diss track on skip bayless we call him trim bayless that's it <laughs> he's straight. irrelevant i just think it's Stupid! How like Zeke and Joe Mixon are an eighty-eight, but Austin Eckler's eighty-five. yeah like, Austin Eckler should be right higher. Yeah, like Austin right. Eckler, such good production, and he's eighty-five. And like no. the same, like James Robinson, he's an eighty-six. Oh,
2: just, that's yeah. a little too low. James Robinson's an absolute monster. But Zeke did
0: nothing. Eckler was hurt last year, so that's probably why they didn't boost him up.
1: So was Joe Mixon.
0: Yeah. So I don't. know. Well, I I think I think he had had an eighty-eight last year, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Which is still blasphemous as well because his, his last season, his season last year was fucking
3: wasn't great. But what opinion. about Na, what about Najee Harris? What's his rating? It's
1: Seventy-six. That's, that's fair. For... No, he's a rookie, so yeah. He, yeah he's no, a, no, no, yeah. Never very high.
0: He's not. He's like I know. Like fucking eighty-nine overall.
3: I was just, no, I was just asking.
2: All right, let's right. go, quarterbacks. Go. Just get it. Here we go. Oh god.
0: <clears throat> Number 10, 85 overall, Mr. Matt Ryan. Number 9, Ryan Tenno at an 87. Dak Prescott at number 8, 87. Josh Allen, 88. Deshaun Watson, number 90. Uh, number nine, number 6, he's at a 90 overall. Lamar Jackson at 5, at a 90. Russell Wilson, 94. Aaron Rodgers, 96. Brady, 97. Mahomes, 99. Thoughts?
3: Hmm. hmm. I don't know um, what to think. I don't, go, Nico, start us off, man. Go ahead. Okay, here we go.
0: Dak Prescott. Last year in Madden 21, he was an 84 overall. He played five games this season, broke his leg, didn't <laughs> play a single game the rest of the way, it and got he got great. a rating boost to an 87 overall. But Kyler Murray, who was a candidate for MVP all last year, doesn't even crack the top 10 and goes from a 77 overall to an 82 overall. This guy should not be anything lower than 85, and that's ridiculous. I don't know how the hell. EA has to explain to us. I would pay so much money to go to EA headquarters, sit down with them, and have them do a presentation to me and try to get them to explain how a player who breaks their leg and and only plays in five games all season gets a boost from an 84 to an 87. Ridiculous.
3: The Sympathy. Sympathy. Um,
2: Uh, I'm glad that Matt Ryan is in the top ten because I think that he gets a lot of undeserved hate just because you know we haven't been the best recently. I think that he should be right higher than Ryan Tannehill just because Ryan Tannehill doesn't have to do a lot in that offense because he has Derrick Henry, you know. So his his workload like isn't as high. Um, the fact that Dak Prescott is is like I don't think Dak Prescott's the top ten quarterback. Just gonna be honest. Um. Because the thing that we we'll have to remember is that a lot of his stats are empty calorie stats because, especially last year, they would fall behind by 4 million points in every single game that they were in. And so, they, and so when, when you're up by – when you're down when – when a team is up by, like, 4 million points, they'll just play soft coverage and they'll just allow you to throw the ball underneath every single time. So his yards and his touchdowns are super inflated, right? We saw this a couple of years ago when they got off to, like, that, like, 4-0, 5-0 start or whatever it was where they were beating up, like, the Giants, and the Redskins and whatnot back when they were called the Redskins, the Washington football team. But then well, as cancel, they played- Cancel, cancel, cancel them right now. But, but as they played like tougher competition towards the end of the season, they seemed about like 500, he, he would struggle. He was not he was not that guy. So I don't think Dak's a top 10 quarterback. I think Kyler Murray should be in here. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you're have Rodgers and Mahomes and Brady and Wilson and Allen. That, that's fine for the most part. I just think that Ryan ranked a little too high. Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray should be on this list. And I don't think Dak should be on this list either.
0: Okay. And also, there, there are people online who are getting upset over Brady, over Rodgers. One quarterback won the Super Bowl last year. The other one keeps talking in, in the NFC um, Championship year after year. Just wh-
2: where, where, where's Justin Herbert rated? What's his rating? I was just I about to, I, I believe about he, he was that. just
0: outside. I think he was either an 82, 83.
2: He should be rated higher than Dak Prescott. That's just my opinion. He's better than Dak Prescott. Not even close.
0: Oh, and your thoughts on all this before Eshawn gives his, uh, his take on, on the quarterback that he was upset with?
3: no i agree with what you guys were saying i was just about to ask where justin herbert was like nathan asked i think hopefully if he has a i'm a big fan of him by the way if anyone doesn't know i think if shut the fuck up shut the fuck up i think if he i think if he has another good season he should definitely be in the top 10 like no doubt
0: a bit much
3: no 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 top 10
0: yeah I can't put him in the top ten. If even even with a better fit than the last, I can't do it.
2: What's Matthew Stafford's rating? Eighty-three.
3: Okay, okay,
2: that's that's pre- I think that's pretty fair.
0: Yeah, I agree.
3: What's Mitch, what's Mitch Trubisky's rating? Seventy-two. <laughs> should be. I, I don't know. I I didn't. I, it's I didn't probably know.
2: it's probably like a seventy-three. It be like my a Sixty-eight. Anymore, so I... And that's... Ben
0: should be a fucking forty-two overall because he can't fucking move.
3: I'd say he's a criminal. He's a criminal. I'd I'd give him a solid like 48 over. He's a criminal. Oh, I'm not denying that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a criminal. Hey, Sean,
0: floor is yours, buddy.
1: Okay. First of all, I think it's absolutely atrocious. They gave Daniel Jones a 72. Like, I don't understand why they continuously hate on him. I mean, I think, yeah, he's not like an 80 overall, but to say he's definitely like a 78, 79 type of player. Like, I think it's ridiculous that he's that low. He's not bad. Like, he still does things, and, like, I mean, the only low stat he really deserves to have is, like, ball control. Wait,
2: wait. Sean, did you say that uh, Daniel Jones was a 72 overall?
1: Yeah. That's only three rated higher than Mitchell Trubisky, which is an absolute travesty. That's what I'm saying. Another absolute travesty is that Josh Allen is only an 88. I do not understand how Josh Allen is only an 88 overall when he basically had a breakout season, did some insane stuff, and proved he's more than just a big arm. I mean, he's he's only one overall greater than Dak Prescott. That is ridiculous.
2: Josh Allen should be like a 93. That's oh, what I'm worry. saying. Like 93,
1: 94. Um, but my biggest gripe is with the Aaron Rodgers rating. Because Madden 22 decided to give the reigning MVP only 84 accuracy. I, that, that is absolutely ridiculous. That accuracy should at I'm with it. That should be 95 plus. That I mean, should be
2: 99.
1: How do you not give the reigning MVP of 99 rating? Like I, I, Aaron Rodgers should be okay, hold on I,
0: I, I, I gotta stop you there 99? overall yeah. that, that's a bit much that's a bit much
1: I mean Tom Brady didn't beat Aaron Rodgers because I mean he, he was an offensive showdown. his defense just absolutely killed Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers is a he's a better offensive player than Tom Brady
2: Ooh.
1: oh no, whoa no. I
0: can't agree with you there buddy oh that's that's not okay At with me though.
1: Aaron Rodgers
2: has is more mobile, has a better arm, but in terms of the complete package as a quarterback, Tom Brady has a, Tom
3: Brady well, Tom Brady has a better offense,
1: like supporting. Okay. him. Okay. What about what What's I, what about New England? I mean, yeah, I'm talking this season, but like, yeah, but like, I'm talking okay, all
0: yeah. time. Brady blows fucking water, and well, I'm close. I'm talking this season,
1: the last and this season.
0: and this season too.
2: As much well, as well, I hate well, Tom was a Super Bowl? Brady, Tom Brady, and and, and and all those Super Bowls, whether it was the Falcons, you know, uh, Rams or whoever, he this this guy puts together game winning drives, you know, to to, oh, okay. to lead them to to field goals, like like exactly. come on, exactly.
1: Okay. This guy was Listen. beating Peyton Manning every year. Exactly. In a video Listen. game setting, Aaron Rodgers is he has I, all the stats. He does not have a weakness. But a video game is based off real life. Based so. off
0: real life. But video, I yeah.
1: mean, when you have stats, it's just like speed. Accuracy, throwing power, vision. Like eighty-four accuracy is terrible. I, I don't. think yeah. Okay. No, listen.
2: I think his accuracy is too low. But to say that Aaron Rodgers is a better offensive quarterback than Tom Brady is a little ridiculous. I think he has better either. attributes, but as a complete player, he's not. He's not there. He's a he's the
1: ninety-eight, ninety-nine. But he that's he too led the high. completion percentage. But did he win the Super Bowl? No. Okay. The Super Okay.
2: Okay, okay, 97 is, is fair for Rodgers. I'll say that.
0: 99. I can't give him that.
2: I can't give him a 99, but I'm I can't rate him over, over over Brady. I completely can, can put them tied. Listen, I'd give him a 98. We because you oh, remember, over, over the years, season.
0: over Butter. the years, there was no head-to-head Brady matchups with Rogers because one was in the AFC, one was in the NFC. This season, Brady at a thousand years old, comes into the fucking comes into a new conference, faces Rogers multiple times. Kicks his ass in the regular season and then does it in the fucking playoffs in the NFC fucking seed, you know playoffs.
2: I'm just in Rodgers' defense. His his head coach kind of you know capped him from the knee, you know, because he thought he had two downs, and so yeah, you you got to give him that as well.
0: Aaron yeah, Rodgers no balls to say hey fucking idiot, we don't have two downs left. Rodgers just, just had one of the greatest quarterback seasons of all time, though. But he was the Super Bowl.
1: Per- I mean, it's not his fault. His defense is trash. That Kevin King is trash. Yeah, his defense is not good, though. That's what I'm he's
3: saying.
0: Not good, but he's That's not, not Brady. his fault? I, I can't rank him above Brady. I'm not a Brady fan. He, I think he's a sun-kisser. But, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers m- fucking married some random weirdo actress, and he also dated Danica Patrick, who's also a loser.
1: Yeah, but it's not his fault that his defense is trash. I mean, the Bucks yeah. defense was so stacked. And you compare that to what Brady had to face. I mean, Brady had a hard time going against the football team. But did he win the Super Bowl? I mean, you could argue that the defense won the Super Bowl.
2: The Chiefs also did have no offensive line, though, so to be fair. And some of those receivers did draw passes without hitting them right in the hands. I'm looking at you, Tyreek Hill. What, a child beater. <laughs> I'm, I'm not
0: laughing at, and I'm being a child. I'm laughing at Nathan's jokes anyway. I'm not laughing at people beating children. I don't think that's funny. Everyone knows that Adrian Peterson used to be my favorite player and then he beat his child and he made me sad forever. Piece of shit. Adrian Peterson, fuck you. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Are, are we good on this um, or a, a, any other uh, radness to EAs and uh, Madness rating? Obviously we do have some disagreements. Um, Sean's very upset with the accuracy rating for Rodgers. Listen, I mean, EA is not, not the fucking most knowledgeable company um, and I'm sure they, they, they probably do this shit on purpose to, you know, to get some, you know, controversy going. But uh, obviously, we will see what's going on in the future with them. How is uh, Leonard Williams only an 84?
1: Leonard Williams is such a great... Are you only age.
0: upset about just, just Giants players, Sean?
1: No, I'm just saying they're underrated. Like, to, okay, to, to say like Trubisky is only three ratings worse, or three points worse than Daniel Jones is ridiculous.
0: I think Chelsea's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. That's
1: just being honest. I'm just, I'm, ju- I'm just being honest. Well, I mean, he's not a Nickelodeon valuable player, but... Obviously, maybe we'll, so clearly that's puts above,
0: him above every quarterback to ever play. Is, 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 Dan, is Dan Marino an, an MVP? I, I don't see him with an MVP. So I'm just saying, Dan Marino, good on Chimisky's level. In my honest opinion. But obviously we will uh, see throughout the season if, if these ratings go up, if they go down, um EA has that weird new um what was it called x factor thing where uh the, the ratings go up throughout the season um it could go down depending you know every game they're doing I, I guess so we will see uh, but going on to some NBA news we, we saw some big trades go down um as well as some trades fall through uh this past week um so you know we'll, we'll go through each of them individually um and, and react to that um and we'll do it this way. So we'll start off with Philly first, uh, Philly and Golden State. Philly asked Golden State for Wiggins, Wiseman, the number seven pick, number 14 pick, and two more future first round picks for Ben Simmons. Um, according to reports, they were declined very fast. Um, so that, I, I, in my opinion, that's blasphemous, that, that, that trade request in, in general. Nathan, your thoughts on that?
2: yeah elton brand and the 76ers are pretending as if everyone didn't watch ben simmons in the playoffs his stock has never been lower to ask for wiggins wiseman who i I think wiseman gets way too much hate in terms of what he brings to golden state as a player i think he's a perfect fit for them i don't think they should trade him but you know so you're gonna you're gonna ask for two lottery picks a good young player uh, wiggins who can give you 18 to 20 points per game and two future first-round picks for a guy who can't shoot the basketball that's a little ridiculous um and you know, then the Warriors, you know, they turn those two picks into Kuminga and Moody, which I think are absolute steals at both 7 and 14. So, you know, for the Warriors to, re- to reject that trade is, is super common sense. That looks like some something that you see on like a 2K simulator for my team. And it would
0: definitely get a fucking decline automatically. Sean, thoughts?
1: The Lakers are stupid. If you're a Lakers fan and you like the Westbrook trade, you're not a real Lakers fan. The Lakers low-key just set themselves back. They should have gone after Buddy Heald. I could have sworn this was the Ben Simmons.
0: Sean, talk about the Ben Simmons.
1: Ben Simmons is trash. He's not worth talking about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's not trash. On the Ben Simmons trade.
1: The most relevant thing about Ben Simmons in the last five days is how he cup-checked Kyle Lowry. Lol. Yeah.
0: Okay, moving on to what Sean was talking about, the Lakers. Um, all three of us were in my house when this was going down. We were checking our phones, um, trying to see if we get any of this, because we were very confused on this whole thing that went down. So so, so we'll, we'll break it down. We're sitting at my table. Um, all of a sudden, we get a, a Woj report saying, saying that the Lakers were in the process or financing a deal to send Kuzma, KCP, and Montrez Harrell in a first-round pick. I, I think it was pick 22. Is, am, am I right about that?
2: Well, there was it was potentially pick twenty-two. They were talking about cash, etc. I thought it was just uh, Harold and uh, Kuzma though. I don't think I don't think KCP was involved in the in the healed one. I, I could have sworn it was all three.
0: Fuck it. Either way, know. Kuzma was getting shipped remember. out. Um, to Sacramento for Buddy Healed, uh, and then so we we were a bit confused there. Um, and then like, like a minute later. Shams comes out Bryce news that LA has sent that same exact package over to Washington uh, for Russell Westbrook. Um, so we were, you know, was going through our phones, you know, trying to find out which one of these trades was sent in first and which one would be clearing, um, you, know, you know, and, you know, through the NBA trade, uh, trade waters. And obviously the Russell Westbrook trade ended up going through um, and the Buddy Heal trade fell through. So Ishan Ishan was in the middle of uh, explaining his thoughts on on the Westbrook trade. So Ishan, go ahead.
1: It's just so stupid. Like every time I talk to a Lakers fan, they try justifying the trade, which they shouldn't. They're like, oh yeah, we can play 80 at the five. Bro, 80's made out of glass. How is he going to play the five? Like I get it helps spacing, but you got a lot of issues. (sighs) Lakers have problems, man. They're not making any shots. It's ridiculous. I mean, they got good value for the Westbury trade, but, I mean, you know, the Wizards aren't doing anything anytime soon because if I'm Bradley Beal, I'm trying to get on the next flight out. There's no reason, absolutely no reason for him to stay. He should be on a contender because he's wasting his time. Yeah,
2: but the reports have said that he's not looking to move out, which I don't understand.
1: They're I mean, they're absolute it. trash. He's, wait, he's, if wait. I was
2: the Wizards, I would just trade him, clear he's, up cap space, he's, and just he's, start he's, over. He's, but even,
1: Yeah.
2: You know, the lakers for westbrook trade it's a little interesting just because you know you bring in westbrook who's like a, a, an all-world talent you know he's a top 15 player you know in the nba but you know the problem is you know he you know he doesn't like um two to three ball particularly well and so you're gonna have an issue with like him and, and lebron but the, you know a, the thing i will say about ad though is that like yeah sure he's injury prone but in the last five years he's still played more games than curry and Embiid. so you know take that and, and so take that for what you will I think I think the real um uh, deciding factor for the Westbrook trade is gonna be who they sign in for agency because if they go out and they sign a bunch of like shooters, you know, then then I think that you can justify that trade. Just just, just getting KCP and Kyle Kuzma and Montrecid off the team is already a win, in my opinion, because they suck. Um they're absolute trash, they're they're absolute cancer. Um, you know, so the in the bubble they were guarding Westbrook by, you know, just letting them stand at the third point line. You know, but okay, but the thing is like Westbrook is gonna be able to carry, you know, the thing we've seen a lot with LeBron-led teams is that, like, when LeBron goes to the bench, the offense falls apart. Now, with Westbrook here, he, he can generate his own offense. Eddie can also get others involved. He's he at the NBA and assists multiple times. He's a triple-double beast. So, I think from that perspective, it's good. Although, so I think, you know, the real kicker is just going to be free agency, like I said.
0: For those of you wondering, there are now three of us in the, on the screen right now instead of four. Um, Owen Vasta, apparently his fucking power went out. So uh, he's having a bit of technical difficulties. I don't know how that happened. Um, but it, if, if he comes back uh, in, into the show, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But um, is it safe to say that now that they've signed, uh, they traded for Russ, is, is it safe to say that L.A. is now out of the Chris Paul and Cal Calabria sweepstakes?
2: Yeah, I think I saw reports saying that the Suns were going to get Chris Paul again, which don't you know, make sense for Chris Paul. Okay. You know, that's like outside the Lakers. That was like the best situation for him. Yeah.
0: Uh, breaking news actually just dropped. Uh, Chris Paul has declined his forty-four point uh, two million dollar player option for next season, um, and the Suns hope that they have they have a deal with CP3. Apparently, there is optimism. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I, I was seeing I was seeing three years, ninety million. So you know, okay. if you're yeah. Chris Paul, you want that you know those long term years. But I would just opt in for the forty four and then just renegotiate exactly. after. Whatever. I
0: mean, at, yeah, every cool time I, I hear about optimism and the deal never works through.
1: Yeah.
2: Sean, thoughts on that?
1: I mean, Ka- Kawhi declined his option. Ob- I was just going to say Ka- Kawhi declined, but he's got, he's probably going to stay.
2: Yeah, he, Well. Yeah. but Woolwich had already said that he was going to decline. Yeah, he was going to resign, yeah, so, exactly. so it's not really yeah. the, the, the According
0: deal. According to Quan Leonard is going to negotiate a new deal with the Clippers after declining his player option.
2: Yeah. yeah. But
0: most likely he yeah. will be out for so the entire season next year. But two Lakers
2: way. fans saying that this is not a Westbrook LeBron 80s on a super team. What? that? That's what a super team, buddy. Come on. No, yeah.
1: And like me and Nathan were talking about this yesterday. But does this formation of uh this super team in, in Los Angeles does it make you know the Nets if they get a ring does it make their ring more legitimate? And I so, think I think it does.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I think so. Depending on who the Lakers put in front of them, um, you know James and Russell are very ball dominant players. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how these two coexist and you know, the team that is put around them. Um, but the, the, the Lakers will obviously have no problem going over the luxury tax. You know, they have to go all on in order to win a championship. Obviously LeBron's not getting any younger. So, um, you know, depending on who they, you know, who, who they put on the team around them, they obviously need shooting. Um, but th- that's the same thing for Brooklyn as well. Um, you know, at, obviously they, they have some retooling to do this off season. They're trying to trade DeAndre Drummond. Um DeAndre Drummond, DeAndre Jordan, excuse me, the Lakers have Andre Drummond, um, who they may possibly get rid of, who knows, um, if they decline his option. So that's definitely going to be interesting to see. But, um, you know, obviously this season, we, we, didn't, we didn't get to see, um, you know, Lakers and Nets. Is it more of a possibility that, that, that we do see that next season?
2: Between these Barring, two teams? Uh... I would say barring so, any injuries. barring any injuries. You yeah, know, I would say so.
0: I definitely agree. So we'll definitely see what happens next season. Um, moving on, we we are going to show some baseball, some love. Uh, we had a very crazy trade deadline that was also occurring when all three of us were at my house. Um, this earlier this week. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll discuss only the major ones. Um, and then we'll you know we'll go through it one by one. Um. So the Dodgers traded for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Um, And Eshaan made a comment this week saying that the Dodgers would steamroll the White Sox uh, if the two were to meet up. Eshaan, do you want to elaborate on that?
1: The Dodgers are just too good. I mean, as as a team uh, or fan of a team that's in the NL, I mean, the Dodgers have basically secured a ring. I mean, you add the second or third best pitcher in baseball. And then you add Trey Turner, who's an MVP candidate shortstop. You figure. I mean, if if Cody Bellinger figures it out, and if Corey Seager stays healthy, you you really can't stop that team.
0: Especially yeah, yes, team. you can. To,
1: thoughts
2: on that? First of all, I, um, I you know I would say right now I would pick the Dodgers to beat the White Sox just because you know partly just because the White Sox have just been absolutely selling of the last you know couple of weeks. Um, but you know I, I wouldn't say that they're a shoe in Right, you have to factor in that Kenley Jansen has forgotten how to pitch. Uh, Dave Roberts as a manager is absolutely awful. He, he's not good. And so in a lot of times having too many good players, you know, can derail a team, you know, because you gotta figure out you gotta match lineups, you gotta match egos, you gotta match playing time. If there's no DH as well, so you can't use that as an ability to rotate players in and out. So I wouldn't say that they're shooting for a ring, especially, you know, with the with the Padres making moves with with the the Cubs getting Chris Bryant. So you know. All or-
0: right. I, I I'm about to destroy this fucking team. I cannot stand them. Everyone keeps fucking hyping this goddamn team up and it's fucking pissing me off. Okay, they signed a pitcher to a record deal only for him to break the law and never play for him again, most likely. Um, they have a guy who can't throw to fucking third base because he shows up to the game's high. Um, <laughs> their star, I'll fear their Mookie Betts. He's fucking, he, 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 you know, he's a great player, but but he, he has the fucking body of an 80-year-old man. He can't fucking run. And every, every time he runs and jumps, he dies. Um, So, you know, despite him being 28 years old, he has the body of an 80-year-old man at average. Um, their closer, can Kenny Denzel, can't, can't close to save his fucking life um ever since that, that that 2014 wbc he has been absolute shite um and to top it all off they're second in their second in their division and you know where that gets them it gets them a wild card berth against most likely the san diego padres so in order for them to beat the white Sox, they would have to go through the padres in the wild card and you know have to play another extra playoff game if they were to do so um i'm, I'm not saying that, that, that they can't move up into first place in their, their division um it's quite possible uh, but you know the Giants are ahead of them, and they have retooled by getting Chris Bryant. But um, you know we'll definitely see what happens there. Um, Nathan brought up a good point as well about the no DH. Um, you know they do have Albert Pujols, who, who has been you know helping them out, especially yesterday. Um, Royals did it though, Nationals too. What, what do you
1: mean, Sean? Like being the wild card, oh, wild card.
0: Oh, yeah. But having to face the Padres, who.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: You know, I'm saying having to go through them in the same division, it would, would be quite tough. And you know, obviously having to play an extra playoff game, um, you know, could be a hindrance on on the team who, who has had some injuries uh, with uh, Bellinger and Mookie Betts as well. Um, I'm just saying it 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 could do them um, more bad than good. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But um. That, that, that would definitely be an interesting series uh, if it were to come down to that. But um, down to the biggest trade news of the deadline, uh, the Cubs traded virtually their fucking entire team um, by sending Rizzo to the Yankees, uh, Bias to the Mets, and Chris Bryant to the Giants, and closer Chris... Uh, uh, Chris Craig, Craig, uh, Craig Kimbrell to the White Sox. Um, so we'll start with you, first. Sean, your thoughts on this whole uh, um, you know cubs falling from glory um, as, as well as your mess and corn have you
1: well i mean it's unfortunate the cubs sold their core i mean we know how beloved it was when they broke the curse back in 2016 against the indians i mean that was one i would argue one of the best cancel cancel them
0: cancel, cancel
1: the uh the guardians i guess now they're called but it is unfortunate that they blew up their team i mean you know but they did get a lot of good return besides the brian trade i mean the Cubs kind of finessed the White Sox. Um, you know, the White Sox did have to give up uh, – what's his name?
2: Madrigal. Yeah,
1: him. Honestly, a very good second baseman, and he's young. For Craig, Kim- Craig Kimbrell, which, I mean, it's a good move. Like, you, it's a very Dodgers move where you have your strength and you make it better because you guys' bullpen is very solid. You got, like, Kopech. You know, you got Hendricks, and now you have Kimbrell. Um, it is unfortunate you had to give up that prospect, and they did s- – kind of fleece us with the hobby bias trade we gave up one of our top prospects and Pete crow armstrong who's supposed to be like a walmart version of jared Kelnick. so hopefully he's not actually as good jared Kelnick,
0: jared Kelling is, is is a walmart version of himself that guy's talking garbage
1: he's not good right now i don't know what's wrong with him chris bryant though was a steal for the giants they barely gave up anything i mean they really took advantage of the deadline they waited to the last minute um, as for the Mets, the Mets disappointed me. I was telling Nathan I was very frustrated and disappointed with them. Um, everyone's like, Yeah, going for Baez, Chris Bryant, I think that's fine, but you also have to factor in that these guys are very volatile. We already have hitters on the Mets that strike out often, or it's where it's either boom or bust. And right. you know, I would have liked a more consistent player, such as one out of the central in Whit Merrifield. That guy's been torching the central for how long now? And he's like an Iron Man because he never gets hurt. He's a better version of a. Frazier, who went to the Padres, in my opinion. Um, I also would have liked to see the Mets get Jose Barrios. Um, you know, that guy on the Twins, he's very, very good, very good young pitcher. But unfortunately, the Twins are being greedy and they asked for too much. And, you know, that's unfortunate for us. So we're, we're kind of stuck here with our team um our GM said that uh uh, getting our guys back at the deadline would be like adding new players well Carlos Carrasco gave up a home run on the first pitch of the baseball game so that was unfortunate for us um I think the biggest losers of the deadline have to be the Rockies they couldn't get a deal done for Trevor Story what are you doing that's incredibly stupid I mean they let Arenado walk for less so I don't really get what they're doing Rockies L.
0: I was also confused on that because of, of the whole Arenado deal. Um, I, I was, you know, they, they, they got a deal done with him. Um, you know, Trevor Story is obviously a lesser player than he is. I'm, I'm not sure why, why, why they couldn't got a, a deal done um, on that. Nathan, your thoughts on the whole trade deadline?
2: I mean, I, I, thought it, I thought it made sense. You know, the Nationals, you know, they're not really, you know, ever since their World Series one, they've kind of been going down. So, you know, you trade some of these guys to get a bunch of prospects back. Same thing with the Cubs, you know, ever since they won the World Series in 2016, they had been kind of downhill, you know, especially like last year where they couldn't score. They lost that wild card game. You know, this year, they're kind of hovering around 500. So I think, you know, you know, this was as far as they could have gone with the court they have. So rather than letting them walk for free, you know, you, you trade them, you know, you get some pieces in return, you know, you start retooling and rebuilding. So I think, you know, I think it's obviously very sad, you know, if you're a Cubs fan you know, or like it's just a fan of one of those players in particular to see them get traded. But, you know, the, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it also is a business, you know, it makes sense, you know, for the team to go in this direction. And so, you know, I, I thought a lot of the teams at the deadline made moves that, that either they either strengthen the strength or, you know, really committed to the rebuild or committed to going all in. And so I think a lot of the teams outside like the Rockies, you know, made a lot of good moves. I think the Red Sox getting Kyle Schwarber, who who is a big bat, who has good postseason experience, you know, I think that's also, you know, a good move. So I think overall it was a really good trade deadline for most teams.
0: Yeah, um, you know, as a Chicago native um, and a White Sox fan, I I can tell you I was very happy to see the Cubs win it all. Um, You know, usually, you know, in this Cubs and White Sox rivalry, it's either one team is good and one team is bad, um, you know, and they're going head to head. It's never both teams being good. Um, Obviously, in recent years, and the Cubs and White Sox have been going at it, and you know they've been, you know, you know, and at the top of their at the top of their divisions. Um, and it's unfortunate that we will not be seeing that any longer. Uh, Javier Baez is, is my favorite player behind John Carlos Stanton. Um, obviously, he plays in Chicago. He's Puerto Rican, as my, as, as I am. Um, so we, we have that connection. Um, you know, he I'm you know watching him playing the WBC. Um, He's, he's, he's a great player to watch. I was a bit confused about the whole Mets thing, about him going to the Mets and the Mets going all out for him. Um, they, they already have Lindor, so, you know, bringing either playing, uh, you know, Lindor at second base or Javi at second base. Um, you obviously have Jeff McNeil there. Um, you know, I, mean, was, I, I heard that they were trying to put Javi Bias at third base. You already got J.D. Davis there, who's playing really well, in my opinion. Um, you know, has gone through a little bit of a slump recently, but that's all right. I, I, I think, you know, his bat will get going. Um, but I, putting Javier, Javier Baez at third base is ridiculous. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. But the, 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 the Cubs' ownership and, and the whole Ricketts family, you know, despite the, their increase in revenue after winning the World Series, ref, you know, refused to pay up you know, to keep their calls together and you know, build uh, a potential dynasty as, as some saw it. Um, but uh, by the end of this season, five teams can say that, that, that they won the World uh, Series in the last decade, a half decade. Um, and the Cubs are one of them. Uh, but it, it doesn't look like they'll be there anytime soon, um, you know, based on the team that they have now. Um, also, quick side note about about Joey Gallo to the, to the Yankees. Um, I was telling Nathan and Sean about this earlier in the week. Um, some baseball fans were upset about this, and they were shitting on Joey Gallo. Um, the Yankees were clearly looking for another outfielder that, you know, that, that can hit for power and, you know, help them defensively. Um, they go on and get Joey Gallo, who I love um and you know now fans are, are, are complaining about his low batting average I mean, if, I mean if you know joey gallo you know he's always had a low batting average he's not one you know to have a great average um it was it used to be an on-running joke between me and a couple of my baseball buddies that he either struck out or hit a home run there was no in between um but if, if 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 you're looking for joey gallo to hit 320 he's obviously the wrong player for you um you know he's a guy that anyone you know can hit a bomb and um you know he, I, you know, as George and do, he is a, you know, a rocket for an arm and um, which obviously helps in the outfield. Um, yeah. Ishawn uh, agrees with that. And we, um, and it, we, we used to play a game called tap sports baseball. Me and Owen used to play it. Um, and he had Joey Gallo too. And he would used to ask me, you know, is this guy good or not? Because it used to show real life stats and because he hit two thirty, and, you know, in that range um, people, you know, were, were, were less to, to say that. Um, yeah, but yeah, this, that's, that's what he does. He, he either strikes out or hits a home run or it's, it's, very, it's a very long double. Um, but, you know, he won a gold glove last year. Um, is, is, is he the fastest in the outfield? Absolutely not. But, you know, he has that, you know, rocket front arm, which does help. It um, doesn't have a very good batting average, but he's great defensively. He's a great power hitter. Um, and if, 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 you're, if, if Yankees fans were looking for, you know, like a that can, that can hit for power as fast, and, you know, it was great defensively. Ken Griffey Jr. 25 years ago would have been nice for them. But, uh, obviously, that's not the case anymore. And, um, you know, we will obviously see what's going on. Ishawn, uh, we'll was, was talking about Anthony Rizzo. Um, he's had a great couple of games for, for the Yankees uh, since, since he's been in there. Um, he said two homers already. I think he's scored in, like, six runs. Um, I'm, I'm surprised he, he has not been drug tested. But uh, we will see what, what goes on there. Um Obviously, our teams are all still in playoff contention. Nathan's Braves are creeping up, and their division, as are the Phillies, as the Sean's Mets uh, could possibly blow the lead, as he Sean predicted. Um, but we'll see if, if that prediction comes true. But uh, to close out the show, Owen w- w- wanted us to cover the Gold Cup between USA uh, and Mexico, the final for that. His dumbass is obviously not here because his fucking power went out. Um, but Owen wanted me to tell everybody that he predicts a two-one USA win. Um for and I would say they they will claim the gold cup. Ishaan, your 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 prediction for tonight's game
1: um for the gold cup final. Um I think Mexico wins two to one. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's mostly because Mexico they're fielding a team. They are competing at the Olympics as well, but they're fielding players that actually like have experience and are on their A team. So they do have better players. Um, you know, they don't have their goalie Ochoa who's their captain, he's a beast as we know. Um, But the thing is, if our wildcard, Jesse Zardes, shows up, he could easily take over a game and he could really win us the game. So I would say he's our X factor for the United States. But as it seems right now, um, you know, I think Mexico will win. I think they're coming for revenge after what we did to them in the Nations League. I believe, you know, they're still pissed about that. I'm glorious W. I mean, iconic. Christian Pulisic is a monster. Wish he was there tonight. To you know, bury the souls of the Mexican fans again, but you know we'll see them again probably very soon, um, probably in the World Cup. Honestly, I'd love to play them in the World Cup, and because I mean, at, when you're playing the oh, World Cup, you're, you're fielding your best team. I mean, you know they they probably have like Chucky uh, Corona, the goalie, and everyone, and we have uh, McKinney Pulisic, all our guys. So it'd be really fun to watch. But um, you know, Vegas will be interesting. You got fans coming from both sides, especially you know the fact that it is held in vegas but i hope that you know the u.s you know surprises me and that they take it home tonight because it would be hilarious on social media but i hope that mexican fans keep it together they do not use inappropriate language as yes, they did please. in the that's time. not gonna happen it, it's not gonna happen but you can only wish
0: please don't use inappropriate language at the games because we don't want any extra time like last time um and that's bullshit Um, But, you know, for for those that that are confused about, you know, what, you know, what Ishan said about Mexico having a better team than we do all, you know, Team USA has a lot of players that play in Europe and Europe right now they're doing preseason games and they're already in training players who play on Mexico, you know, are usually from the MLS or, or Liga MX and their season is very different in terms of scheduling. Um, you know than european teams and so that's why mexico has most of their a players and the usa i wouldn't even say they have b or you know b players and more of our c players um but you know i i, I agree zaris was huge for us last game and darryl dk needs to step it up this game um you know in, in order for us to win um so i'm gonna go 2 uh, i'm gonna go 3-2 usa um for for the win and, and we can't and we can go cup uh, nathan your thoughts uh, and score prediction
2: um, first of all, I just want to say uh, Ticketmaster, CE, fuck you. $100 fees uh, for tickets. That's absolutely atrocious. Ridiculous. Um, uh, anyways, uh, but, you know, um, I'm going to say I'm going to go one nothing. America. I, I don't – just because I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I mean, you look at the last couple of games America's played, they've both been one nothing. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really see it you know, getting up there in terms of a high score. And you know, I think that it's going to be a really close game throughout – Right, you know, because it's, you know, it's the Gold Cup final, it's in it's in Vegas, right, so, you know, America's going to have that momentum going for them, obviously, you know, the crowd will probably be electric, and so I think that that atmosphere will just be the intensity and the physicality of the game, and so, you know, I think America will just break through on, like, a header or something, you know, maybe, like, the 67th minute or something or whatever, and, uh, yeah, also, uh, whenever Mexico loses, it's absolutely hilarious, so I'm cheering for that as well, because I love seeing uh, memes on social media after Mexico loses, so... That's okay. what I'm
1: trying for. It's that, like, Mexico is, like, they're fielding their best team for the Olympics? Like, um, fortunately for the U.S., they don't have to play Linus, who absolutely, like, destroyed them last time we played them. He looked like a mini Messi. It was not fun to watch the Americans try to defend him. Plus, like, Cordova's out in Tokyo. So we'll see what happens.
0: Well, obviously, the U.S.A. did not qualify for the Olympics this year. The men's team did not. The women's team did. So congrats to the women's team. The men's team, your disgrace. Um, but let's hopefully that that we can claim this Gold Cup and uh, our quest to qualify for the World Cup this year will be a lot smoother than it was last, uh, you know, four years ago um, when it occurred when we didn't qualify for the 2018 World Cup. So um, obviously, you know, we, we, we would be covering that um, in the final, but obviously the, the game has not occurred. is occurring later tonight. So uh, we will be back with you next week to uh, share our thoughts on the Eventual champion. Hopefully, hopefully it's the United States, um, but we'll see. So we thank you all for joining us this week. Um, we we appreciate all all the love on, on our TikTok. Um, this week we, we we have we have almost 102,000 views. Um, so we appreciate that on all the love on all of our TikToks. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, go go down below in, in the description. Um, you know, follow us on all of our social media pages. Give us a like. Um, You know, and share this as well. If if you're listening to us on the podcast, give us a five star review. That'll definitely help us out. Um, And that'll do it for this week. And have a blessed week.